Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Alongside Avery Zaretsky, I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, and we don't have Cody Frankel tonight, which is actually a bummer because I really wanted Cody on here because I've actually been shitting on Avery all week. So I think we're going to get into that a little bit uh, as we go on here. Unless you want to cut in right away? You just made a face, Aves. You want to talk? Uh, no, we've been we've been waiting to record been a while. It to you. I've been giving it to you, though, in the group chat all week. Yeah, we've been we've been giving it to each other a bunch and it hasn't been the greatest time to be a Ranger fan, but there's always two sides to the story and there's always two different ways to look at it. A lot of the fans were jumping on me for my positivity and faith, and I think we'll get into it. I, I do wish Cody was here. I always love when it's the three of us. It's always better mm -hmm. when it's the three of us, but it is good to hop back on. I missed you guys and there's a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. Yeah, I think it's only been like a week. I don't did we record? I don't know if we recorded last week or not, but um, you know, obviously we're trying to get back to the every Sunday recording routine. So we should have episodes coming every Monday, hopefully from here on out. Don't ask a lot of questions. That's our that's our game plan for now. Uh, but yeah, we, we always, you know, try to record as much as we can. Obviously, everyone's been a little bit busy. Avery's been hanging out with Jake Paul lately, which was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool video of you guys in the gym together, right? What were you doing? First of all, I work for him, so I, I I'm with him. No, all I know, the time, but I, I didn't know but... if I I don't want to say too much. <laughs> no you're good you're good um we try we he was in the office all week he he comes about once every couple of months he's usually in puerto rico training for his fights but he came down for the week he had some stuff to take care of in miami and i've been learning this magic trick with this deck of cards and i've been showing everybody and then i showed all the guys on his team and then they were like you got to show jake and I, i've been keeping that one in the chamber that was i think um on Saturday. So I've been keeping that one in the chamber for about a week and I just decided to unload it because we're, we have this running joke at the office right now that we're going to start a magic page. Cause we just had, uh, O's the mentalist in. I haven't actually told anybody that yet, but we had him in, um, and he was great and we've just been all hyped around magic and mentalism. So we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll get into yeah. magic. I've always wanted to, I've always been so Magic's fascinated cool. by how, yeah, just um, and obviously there's a there's a method to everything. Magic isn't like real. It's not. It doesn't come out of thin air. There's obviously a method, and people have really good sleight of hand. But to learn it and to understand it, it's really cool. So I, I do want to get into it. I've always tried to. But I have a buddy named Shlomo Levenger who's a big Ranger fan. Always goes to Ranger games. He did he's a trick sick. on me during. He's sick. He did a trick on me during uh, intermission of, I forget which game it was earlier this year, but uh, he he like literally. You know, he told me to think of anything in the world and like literally figured out that I was thinking of the prime rib sandwich at MSG. Like just like was able yeah, to yeah, he's, write it down. He's good. You know? He he uh he's like a like owes the mentalist type deal. So they're not mm -hmm. magicians, they're more mentalists, but he's uh that shlomo guy's awesome. I was actually watching I get addicted sometimes to TikTok and yeah. Instagram, and then I start going down a rabbit hole, and I think I've watched every single video of his because it's just so fascinating. I don't know how they do it, and I don't know what I don't want to know how they do it. That's another thing. I hate when everyone tries to figure out, figure out. It's like just let it let it happen. 
It's obviously mm-hmm. a thing, but just let it happen. We're recording as the Lions are playing the Niners right now. The Lions just didn't convert on a fourth and two. So I was if, if we uh, get off track here at all, it's because we're watching that game right now. It's the middle of the third quarter, 24-10 Detroit. Um, but to get back into Ranger stuff a little bit, you know, the Rangers coming off a pretty bad game on Friday night at home against Vegas. I don't think they played terribly, but they didn't have any extra effort. You know, one theme in that game to me was their lack of second and third opportunities, like Capo Caco's goal in the last minute was the only like rebound chance they had the entire night. And then, you know, things seem like they're getting just as bad as they were Friday, Saturday night. They go down to nothing to Ottawa. Connor Mackey has that big fight, wakes the boys up. The Rangers score seven answer goals. And now we're in this all-star break for a week. They come back, they play the Colorado Avalanche on February 5th. But we got a lot to talk about, Avery, because Friday was a very big day. First, the vibes were very high because the Ranger Stadium Series jerseys finally dropped and they were fucking sick. I don't know what you think about them. Assuming you think they're cool too. I love them. I think that anybody who thinks they're bad, I don't really even know what to say to that. I just, I love them and the majority of people love them as well. And they're so clean. Love the white. Love when the Rangers go back to white. And there's a theory that they might be wearing red helmets with them. And I think that would be sick too. I like change. I like a little bit of different look and they look i think i have to get one yeah it's because also i think there was a, a t-shirt that was being sold um i don't know if it was on nhl.com or, or something of yeah uh the stadium series like it was the design with, with the helmet i don't know the red helmet on a t-shirt but that's kind of what leaked um yeah I, I think they're really cool i think the jerseys you know i i do like the flyers ones um second best i'm not a big fan of the islanders and devils jerseys to be honest and i'm not just saying that as like a ranger fan uh, I think the Islanders is better than jerseys. I think a lot of people disagree with me on that one. People think the uh, the Devils one's better than the Islanders, but I don't know. I'm not. I don't like the black and red color combo that much. It's just not never really yeah. been my speed. I don't think any of them are bad. I think that they're all different, but the Flyers. I think the Flyers really didn't go out there as much as they could have. But other than that, I think that a lot of people were shitting on the Islanders one. I thought it wasn't that bad. I actually liked it. It's different. It just seemed a little bit boring. It lacked a little creativity. Like it just says Isles. Like I, I don't know. I mean, not that the Rangers, you know, just says NYR, but like, like the, the color scheme just well, this doesn't seem very good. I don't know. It looks a little lazy to me. I agree. I think I, I do agree with that. I think that there's two sides of it. It's like you want there to be creativity, but you also don't want it to be too out there. And I think yeah. they kind of were a little bit under the creativity side, but they definitely didn't overdo it or do anything crazy I, I think they're all right i've actually really come around on the rangers third jerseys i hated them to like in the beginning of the year but like now that i've watched them play a ton in those jerseys mm-hmm. i think they actually look pretty sick when they're out there i really i like told you i told i told everybody i said you got to come around on the white lettering it pops and and the logo looks good and they've been they've been playing pretty good in them yeah and i think now we got to talk about what we're here to talk about and that's the filipino news um you know, I, I actually kind of texted the group chat Friday morning. Everyone was buzzing uh, about the jerseys, and I said, boys, something bad just happened. Um, I showed up to morning skate a little bit late. So as I walked into the garden, because I was there for a Vegas assignment, so Rangers, you know, the way it works in the media, and I'm sure people are asked are going to ask or are interested. I'm sorry to kind of go on a rant here, Avery, but I just want to go ahead. a little bit. Um, so the Rangers, like, send out an email to everybody on the beat, like, the night before. They give out the schedule for the next day on when Pierre Labulette talks, when the guys are going the ice, and they say if it's an optional practice or not. So knowing that it's an optional practice, people don't usually show up or people don't really feel the need to go because nothing usually happens. You don't see any line changes. 
Um, you know, these are just typical things that happen in the NHL when there's optional skates. Like you don't know if one guy will go on the ice or if all 20 guys will go on the ice. You know, when there's only three guys on the ice, you obviously never expect something to happen. So we were all on the Vegas side of the ice. So this injury occurred behind Igor's net where he, you know, where the Rangers starters in the net in the first period and the third period, the Rangers bench side, everyone else was on the far side behind that net. So it was hard to see what actually happened and how Hedl went down, but he was down for what felt like seven to 10 or, or five to seven minutes. Um, and, and it was not good. It was not pretty. Like, you know, I was standing over with Julie Stewart Banks and the Vegas uh, social media team. And Laviolette was actually standing on our side. And, uh, you know, after like two, three minutes of Hedl being down, you know, Laviolette like kind of ran back into the tunnel to go check out what was going on. And then it was everyone was just, you know, hoping Phil was OK. Um, and, and like we reported, you know, LeCision and Jones had helped him off the ice. He didn't look like he felt comfortable. His left leg was in the air. Didn't look like he wanted to put pressure on it. So we didn't know if it was a leg injury or not. But either way, it's just obviously the news is so sad that his year is done. Um, you know, I think it's obviously the best decision for him and the best decision for the team. Obviously, his health comes number one over everything. And, uh, you know, I know the intention is for him to play next season, but, you know, I, I don't know how long this might take. Um, you know, Sidney Crosby had like two years in between his return after his concussion. Um, so these things, I think, are all a little bit different. Every situation is different. But, you know, it felt like there was a lot of forward progress with Hedl's progression. And, uh, you know, it sucks to see. but. I was saying that day, and I'll continue saying it, it could be a blessing in disguise that this happened in a morning skate practice where people were able to attend to him right away. You know, had he played a game and not felt ready to play a game, but wanted to get back out there and someone lit him up or hit him very hard, who knows? Um, so I think with that said, you know, it's obviously really, and Avery, you obviously have to give your piece here too, but it's it's really sad to see, but it's also you know, thank God people were there and were able to act right away on what happened. And it wasn't a big hit. It wasn't anything that, you know, was too crazy. So um, that's all I'll kind of say about that. Yeah. And I think you said it perfectly. And the scariest part about all brain injuries is that you don't feel it. You don't really know. I mean, we could all have concussions. We just don't know unless you're fully diagnosed. And there's obviously a lot. What? I don't know. We could all have. I, I was just felt weird hearing that. Like, I'm just saying, we like could all have high, concussions. School, I'm saying, like, oh, in yeah, high like, school, in high school, yeah. I probably got a couple, but I was never diagnosed, so I couldn't really yeah. tell. Yeah, you come off the ice in certain situations, and it's like Heedle probably doesn't know how many he's actually had. Luckily, yeah. they've had. You know, during the NHL, they have more medical attention than we do, and they have they get more tests run on them, so he they might have a better idea. But it's just scary. You don't know. You could feel like you're ready to go and in the best shape in the world, and something like that happens. And yeah, I just wish the best for him. I know he's probably going through a lot right now. He's 24 years old. He just signed a big contract. He was having a really great start. We were all excited about it. So it goes beyond hockey to a point where you just start thinking about his health and you just want him to get better. It's not about how fast we can get him back on the ice or how fast will be, you know, what the cap situation with his, with his is with him. It doesn't matter. What matters is that he's okay and he's fine. And hopefully he takes his time. And if he does never play again, it, it's, it's heartbreaking because you, you can tell how much he loved the game. He always celebrated with a lot of passion and I, I genuinely hope he comes back because it'd be great to see him again in a Ranger jersey or any jersey in any capacity. Yeah. I just um, you just want to see him get back out there. 
and I want to read the message that Hedl posted on his Instagram page uh, for anyone that hasn't seen it. He wrote, it has, been hard, it has been the hardest three months of my life and has not been easy for my family, closest people, and of course, for the whole New York Rangers organization. But we got to stay positive even in these tough moments and just think what is ahead of us. Thanks thanks to you all for thanks to you all for nice messages. I'll come back stronger than ever with a prayer and like a finger pointing emoji. Um, so it seems like he's in good spirits. Um, I don't you know. I, I doubt he'll stay in New York for the rest of the year. I would imagine he'll go back home and, um, you know, just kind of try to recover at his own pace. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's probably all we're going to hear from Phil Pedal for the next few months. So um, it, it yep. sucks because, you know, even the media members can't really talk to him. So we can't really know what he's going through or how he's dealing with it because NHL players aren't available to talk to the media unless they're in the lineup uh, or not or, you know, unless they're uh, active, I guess. So, um, you know, it sucks, but that's kind of uh, the end of that situation for us the year. And now the Rangers have to act accordingly. So um, yep. you have any final thoughts on the Hedo thing or. No, I think we, we both said it the best we could. There's not much more to it. There's obviously going to be other things that happen because of it, whether it's trades or whatnot, but it's, I think it's a little too early to talk about that right now. I just hope he gets better. Yeah. And um, do you want to go into fan questions right away or, or, uh, Anything else? Uh, I do want to touch. I do want to touch upon the. I don't know if fans have asked about it, but the way that the last couple of weeks have gone. I mean, we haven't been on here. Just in, I know we we spoke about it right in the beginning, but I just think that, and you know, I got a lot of flack for it online, and I, I think it's okay. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, and I think you can have whatever you want about how the Rangers have played, but. The way I the way I've I've always felt about it is, you know, I'm 26 years old now. I've watched an unfathomable amount of Rangers hockey, not only live. I've I rewatch the games. I I really care a lot about this team. And what I've noticed is that obviously every game matters. But when you go through slumps and when you go through adversity, you have to understand that it's going to happen and you're not going to win 82 games in a year. And these guys, you know, they, they, they have, there's, there's certain situations that go on. They have things that go on outside of hockey. They're, you know, they're traveling every day. They're skating every morning, things happen. And obviously we have high expectations for the team, but when they go through a slump, like the, the worst thing you could do is beat down on the guys and you just got to have faith. You got to have faith. Things turn around. I saw actually a devil's fan reach out to me and kind of made an interesting parallel to their devil season last year where they got on that hot streak and they broke their franchise record for most wins in a row. And then they had a slump in December and January, and then they figured it out after the all-star break. And I'm not saying that could happen with the Rangers. I can't predict the future. I'm not your boy Shlomo or Oz the mentalist, but I, I, I do feel like this team has a spark and they have the elite talent on paper. Like we've always said that they're a top five team, with their top six and their, and their team fully healthy. So I, I still have complete faith and complete confidence that Igor Shosturkin will find his game. He is an elite goaltender. We know that there was a tweet that went out about some of the, the most elite goaltenders in the league, not having the greatest season so far. And all that matters is that we get in the playoffs and I know it's a tight race right now and, and we're still holding on to that first spot, but the Rangers are obviously going to have to figure something out going into the break, and it was really nice to see them get a dominating win in Ottawa. It doesn't matter who you beat. It's all about the wins. It doesn't matter who it is on any given night in the NHL. Anybody can win. I know I'm rambling, Johnny, but 
I, I hope I hope I made sense in this that you just got to have faith, especially if you really care about the team. And I understand you you can get down on players and and micromanage, but they'll they'll figure it out. Especially Mika too. Like I, we and I'm sure you've been in the situation in your hockey career. I know, even though it's a much lower level than what they're at, is when you're in a slump and you're not feeling it, the puck feels different on your stick. And I, I and I'm 99.9% sure Mika, every time he gets a puck, he's not thinking shoot first right now because he's in a slump. Yeah. Thousand percent. And listen, I, I'm I'm a positive outlook kind of guy as well, but I mean I I couldn't think more opposite of you right now. I, I just think this isn't a slump anymore. Um, you know, you, you can call a slump seven to ten games when it's going on for north of twenty. It's kind of like you got to question what your identity is. I mean, the Rangers right now, like, you know, their last 22 games, they're 11, 9, and 2. They're playing less than 500 hockey. Like, you know, it's it's not a slump. Um, and that's where, you know, I've kind of been giving you shit for the last week where, you know, I know there are a lot of people who get overly positive and there's a lot of people who get overly negative, but you got to have somewhat of an in-between from time to time. Like, you know, I think it's okay to not necessarily come out and shit on players, but everything can't be just all sunshine and rainbows all the time. And I am a sunshine and rainbow kind of guy. So for me, it's tough to say, but like, you know, I've watched this team play hockey a lot over the past month or so, and it's been pretty fucking frustrating to watch. Um, you know, you look at the last couple of weeks, the Rangers, I think, aside from maybe, you know, I, I think the Ottawa game. So uh, in three of their last 10 games, only three of their last 10 games, they've scored more than two goals. This is a very, very, very good offensive team that should not be scoring less than two goals, um, you know, for 70 percent of the time. And I think that's what's been super frustrating, too, because. One side, you can't get the saves. You're not defending very well. And then the other side, when the offense has been there to bail you out, they're not scoring. And it's not for a lack of talent or a lack of scoring chances. It's just a lack of hunger. Like, there's been so many moments where, like, you see other teams, like, digging for rebounds around the net on Igor, like, giving him a hard time. You never really see the Rangers do that on the opponent's net. Um, and that was yeah. something, you know, a Aiden Hill, actually, I went into the Vegas locker room after the Ranger game Friday, and Aiden Hill said, you know, I don't even think they're a team that really likes to shoot the puck a lot. They possess it and look for that good play. Like that's what the opposing goalie said about the Rangers. Like that's a problem. Yeah. Like he should have said, "Oh, they really they made my job really hard tonight." You know, like that's what you want to hear from an, a, an opposing goalie, right? right? Like, and I I 100 I mean, agree. And I think that, and I texted you guys this a, a couple nights ago. The Rangers' possession, the way they move the puck, is so good, but they just don't. They haven't. And regardless of what happened against Ottawa. In the games before it, they just haven't been able to really get quality chances on the net. You know, they'll move the puck around for a minute, and you're like, oh, my God, they're really moving the puck, now, and then they just don't get anything from it. And I think that's where it comes into, like, they have that top six, one of the best in the league on paper, but they just need to find a way to put the puck in the net because everything in October, November was going in the net. So they need to find that again, and I think they can and will. Uh, it's just all about patience, and I, I don't like – the way that people are just pointing fingers. I think this is more of just a team issue, not just an individual effort issue. And as we're talking, the fucking Niners just tie the game. I can't believe it. I, I have am. a lines money line. I'm pretty I have a um, I have a bet right now. It's uh every quarterback to get at least one rushing yard. And mm -hmm. the, it both hit in the first game and now Purdy has two, but I just need I need golf to just need die golf or something. Yeah. I'll take a bet. Um, but I think we should go into fan questions now because we have a ton. Uh, yep. The first one, actually, you know, something that we're t we actually were texting about just now. Uh, Mark Persky. Hey, boys, love the pod. Is the tailgate for the stadium series still happening? And we actually have an update on that, Avery, if you want to read the text. Yes, I 
I really want to do it and there's still a chance, but basically what we've heard is that MetLife is kind of shut, shutting it down, not just us with everybody. There's, yeah, there's like, I know like Brad Pack to, was trying to do something too. They shut him down. Yeah. They're trying to shut anything down with something that would charge for entry or whatnot. And we clearly don't have the facilities to fund an entire tailgate. Uh, so we would obviously have to charge a little bit, nothing crazy, but they're trying to shut down anything that includes charging for alcohol, food, etc. So maybe we'll do something off site that's close enough. Like we'll, we'll try to figure it yeah. out. Yeah, meet up before. But um, I also am Just able no, to like, go. I think I mentioned on the pod. Yeah, I think I mentioned on the pod a couple of weeks ago. I was probably not going to be able to go, but now I I am. So I think I will be coming home for that. It's just about trying to figure out what we're going to do with a tailgate or a meetup or whatever. There will be something. I, I do want to do something. I do want to hang out with all you guys and it, it should be a fun weekend. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, but that is the update. I know we've got, we've gotten a lot of questions about that. So yep. uh, definitely no like sponsored tailgate or anything like that, but we will be there and we can meet up and you know have a few drinks and whatnot. Uh, the next one will go with Adam Monty 27. Now that we know that Phil is out for the year, who's the dream target, realistic target, most likely target. I mean, it seems like the name that's been floating around the most has been Sean Monahan with Montreal. Yeah. Um, you know, he could be that guy that plays third line center. I don't know if that would be the best uh, target to go after, but it certainly, I think, just makes the most sense right now, maybe where this team's at. I also saw, like, I actually didn't see who wrote it for Bleacher Report, but I saw there was an article about Keandre Miller now, apparently. I mean, this is all speculation and whatnot because it's just an article, but um, I did see on Twitter today Bleacher Report talking about Keandre Miller and a lot of that. Uh, or what that resulted in was people talking about like a, a, a package of Tarasenko and Chikrin for Keandre and maybe some other prospects or something. Um, so I saw that one being talked about. I don't know how much I love that one as well. And I know a lot of people have been hard on Keandre. He has not the best season this year, but I still have high hopes for him. And I still think Keandre's ceiling is so high. He's not a guy that I'd want to get rid of, um, you know, unless it's for something crazy in return. But uh, what do you think about that, Avery? Yeah, I always have mixed emotions on like completely breaking up a group i think that if the rangers can acquire someone without giving up any of their core talent right now maybe some picks maybe a, a prospect or two obviously not anything high level but right now there there obviously needs to be a little bit of a shakeup. i don't know if it's calling somebody up if it's going after somebody but it's it's a weird feeling right now where I don't really know what they need to fill, whether it's they need to go out and get a top well, it's a third guy line center to... for sure. Third line center for sure. Yeah. And you can make the case for a first line right winger. I mean, Blake Wheeler has been fine there, but I think yeah. he's been fine. You know, he hasn't been exceptional, has been great. He's been fine. Yeah, I think that it's tough because I, I, I know there's trade targets, but they, they, you know, we get asked this all the time and there's really nothing's gone on yet i feel like it all happens at once so as we get closer we'll probably get a better grasp of who they're going to go after i wonder if they're going to be like one of the first teams to make a move now that heedle is out for the season mm -hmm. i would think that they would be uh unless the devils yeah. go out and get a goalie because i feel like kevin kevin weeks has been teasing a goalie for the devils for like the last two weeks and nothing's really happened um yeah done a lot of like the eyeball tweets and whatnot but uh I just want to follow up. Jackknife82 said, would you trade a first for Sean Monahan if Montreal agrees to take Goodrow off New York Rangers' hands? I think uh, I would. Yeah, on, a, I, on a hypothetical level, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I don't think they would do that, but yes. 
The Rangers are also this weird organization that, like, yes, I think a lot of teams that have success build through the draft, but with players wanting to come here all the time, it doesn't feel like that this organization needs to do that. So, like, when you do trade up picks, and we all know how these draft picks turn out for the Rangers. We haven't had a lot of draft success. I'm all for that. And fuck me, the Lions, again, they suck, dude. Um, Did, uh, you know, I, I, I'm all for the Rangers getting rid of, you know, not every prospect, because we've seen, obviously, you know, the Brennan Offens of the world, the gay pros of the world, and we have a lot of hopes for those guys. But not everyone's a sure thing. And if you have a guy like Sean Monaghan, who, you know, could be the sure thing for the bottom six or bottom, yeah, bottom six, excuse me, I'm all for it in that case, you know? 100%. Yeah. I think we'll just see as time goes. I, I don't, I also don't like to, you know, judge names. Obviously, different situations, chemistry can all build into it. Like Sean Monaghan could come in and be a stud for us. And, and it could end up being a good trade. It might not look good on paper, but who knows, man? If you look at the Knicks, they traded for OG Anaboy. I don't know how to say his name, but and then Anobi. Anobi. And they're OG really Anobi. good. So yeah, and mm -hmm. it looked like one of the worst trades of all time on paper, but he's helping them out and they're doing great. So you just never know. But yeah, man, I think that we do definitely need to get a bottom six center. You mentioned his name, Gabe Perot. Dude, yeah. like, if they redrafted, he might have gone top five, probably. Yeah, he's gross. And that BCBU series was sick this weekend. He was sick. So, so. Um, this next one, we have a lot of trade deadline ones, so I'm not going to ask all of them. That's, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Trade deadline. Uh, this next one's fun. Brandman7694, which goal horn pisses you off the most? I say Ottawa or the Kings, mostly Ottawa. I actually love Ottawa's goal horn, to be honest. I think it's one of the better yeah, ones. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Uh, AJ, it's so funny. Me, AJ, and Alex talked about this. The Blue Blue York guys, if you guys don't know mm -hmm. who I'm talking about, the Castiglias. And it's got it, it's a tie between the Kings and the Penguins. Penguins for me is one for sure. I hate the Penguins. Yeah. Over. Yeah. The, the Kings one brings back a lot of memories, but the Penguins one's loud and it's like, it's hard. And that, and I, I horn also, that, that plays the whole game. Yeah. Oh, like the dun, dun, dun. yeah, that's no, the, so the, bad. The horn that the, that the penguins just have blaring the whole game. Yeah, that, is that the one where it's like, and then they say "Let's go, Pens" when they play it like three times. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, that's a uh, bad one. The Devils one's bad too. Oh, are you saying? Hold on, are you saying like the the one that brings up trauma, or are you just like? Just I think the there's. I, I think just the most annoying. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think just the Capitals one's pretty annoying too. Mm -hmm. I I there's right. nothing I hate more actually than the the Kings Cartman go Kings go is oh. so annoying to me. Oh. It's so annoying to me. Can't I would it. I would pay so much money for the Kings to change their goal horn. It brings back mm -hmm. so many bad memories, dude. Um, next one from Stefan Gross. Got any fun plans over the break? Like us? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, um, yeah, I don't play on the team, but um, I still have to work. But uh, no, I'm going to. I'm going to. Uh, this is after the break, but I'm going to Vegas for the Super Bowl. Oh, really? That's and, sick. And, yep, going to Vegas for a week. We have a we have a really fun challenge. So part of our office, like the handshake bets guys, they. They do all these funny challenges and this one. So we have two Super Bowl tickets and there's three mm -hmm. of them. So they're going to see who can stay in a casino the longest. And the first wow. one to step out doesn't get to go to the Super Bowl. Do you like have to 
continuously i'm money. filming yeah yeah like how, like how much how much money can you possibly lose <laughs> i don't know but it, i mean you can there's gonna be things where like you don't have to bet but like you can't fall asleep in a casino they'll kick you out so it's kind of mm. like who can just like last the longest it'll it'll, it'll be interesting terrible. and then and then i'm going skydiving for the first time in vegas that'll be fun that'll be sick are you scared no, I've wanted to do it for so long. I'm actually really looking forward to it. And if anybody has done it, please DM me and explain the experience because I've heard it's like nothing other. I heard it's amazing. I'm not afraid of heights and um, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm trying to think if there was anything lost. else. If there's, if there's anything I'm doing over like the Rangers also. I was supposed to go to the All-Star game and then. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you're not. Yeah, we, we were going to do it, but then the guy, my Tycho, the other guy, the guy who's the other ref is going to, with his handshake bets guys, to Groundhog Day. They're going to bet on um, Puxatani Phil. So, I know that much is. lamer than the All Star game, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'll be in Toronto. I'm excited to be there. Um, my first ever All Star game. I'm so jealous. I'm yeah, my first one, so I'm pumped. I'm planning like oh. a outdoor three on three NHL creator game on on Saturday afternoon. That's which sick. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's like pond hockey though. I don't think it's like full, you know, full right. gilly and whatnot. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm pumped for that. I think it'll be cool. Um, and I got others like interviews planned and stuff. So uh, should be fun. I'm, I'm really excited. I haven't been in Toronto in a long time, so um, I'm super Bro. pumped. And I'll have some videos and stuff that I'll post throughout the weekend. Tell uh, Tate McRae, I love her. Dude, I love Tate McRae, and I definitely will. I'm hoping to get a picture of Tate McRae with Bieber because that'd be the sickest thing ever. Um, if you get a picture with Tate McRae, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> Hopefully. <it could laughs> Dude, happen. I'll be so upset. I also actually do want to shamelessly plug something as well. I started my own newsletter that I will be kind of promoting like this week. I'm going to put my first one out next Monday. going to do it every every Monday. Um, and it's just because, you know, I, I like to write. And, uh, you know, I feel like my experience is a little bit different. Like, obviously, you know, in the media, your job is to tell other people's stories. And a lot of people ask me about those interactions and stuff. And it'd be cool to tell, like, my side of those stories. So uh, it was an idea that my friend Kale had for me. And then another guy I know named Brian who is going to help me as well. So those two, uh, you know, are going to be like a little team for me with this newsletter thing. But we're calling it Five for Writing. And, like, the process behind it was, you know, an NHL fight, you, you show a lot of emotion. It's a you know, very cool experience. Um, you know, it's kind of just a way for you to let out all your frustration, let out everything that you're passionate about. And then you have five minutes in the box to like sit and kind of think about everything where, you know, this is, you know, every week it's, you know, going to games, interviewing players. And like, that's the emotion. That's, you know, where you kind of um, exert all your energy. And then, you know, sitting down and writing about it is like that five minutes in the box where you just, just kind of get to digress and think about everything. So um, that was a cool concept. Really excited to do it. My first one's going to be about All-Star Weekend, so I'm excited to share that. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to plug that really quick. Hey, man, good for you. Yeah, thank you. should write a book next. Uh, Not going to write a book. I don't see myself ever doing that. But I think newsletters are just, like, something different, and I don't know if anyone in the NHL really does that. So, um, you know, just uh, something I'm trying, and we'll see how it goes. But I'll be posting about it throughout the week for people to subscribe and stuff. I think I'm eventually going to write a book. Yeah? Even if nobody nobody wants to buy it. What would you want to write it about? Just like I've just done so many cool things as a video producer, editor so far in my life that I think it's just like it's cool to like if if cool I wrote, if I 
if I read a book about somebody who did the things that I did, I'd be like motivated to want to do more with my life. And yeah. I still think I have so much more to do. So we'll that's cool. Would you do a newsletter? I I mean, I used to blog when I was at Barstool. I, I don't know. I, I just like. Yeah, I, I maybe I would. Maybe I'll do like a little guest write on the five for writing. Yeah. I mean, that's something too. I'll, I'll probably take questions from people and um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see where it goes, but I just wanted to, to plug that. But that's kind of all the questions Sweet. we have that aren't about trade deadline stuff. Uh, do you want to talk about anything else before we kind of wrap it up here? I know we didn't really dive into so much, but the big news was really Filipino, I thought. And, uh, you know, we're going to just have a nice little rest and relaxation over the next week, you know, while the Rangers probably make some moves. Um, I'd have to think there's going to be a lot of conversations at All-Star weekend and all-star break about what the rangers can do to add so um any final thoughts Abe's? bro what if we did like um yeah maybe like a live show i'm thinking like how can we how can we get more fans to interact i know like twitter has spaces and whenever i do it there's a ton of people that come in and yeah. ask questions like what if instead of like i wonder if there's like there definitely is some software where you can like do something like we're doing right now, but also have like the live fans coming in aspect. Maybe we just do a live episode on YouTube and just like read the chat. Or we could even have, I think you'd have like people join StreamYard. We can just like post a link out one night and do something live and just like shoot the shit with people. You can do that. Yeah. Let us know if you guys would want that. Cause I think that'd be fun. And yeah, I keep pushing AJ and Alex to make merch. I really want it bad. So. All right. Well, um, as always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, don't have much more. We'll probably talk to you next week. Avery, any final thoughts? Nope. That's it. I miss Cody. I do. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.